The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. So welcome back to Go to Health. My name is Jonathan Marks. I'm really excited about the show today. I have a very interesting guest. So many folks are out of touch with their bodies, sometimes due to shame. Now, as my guest says, if shame created health results, everyone would be thin in a society that stigmatizes fat bodies. And we're going to find out why she uses that word fat versus overweight, but that's one of her claims to fame here. This is a -a one-of-a-kind online class that my guests create every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific. It's a live Zoom aerobics class. It's called the FatKidDancePartyDotcom. This is a one-of-a-kind class that helps folks make peace with the only body they are ever going to have. So welcome to the show, Bevan. How are you? Oh, I'm so great. Thanks so much, Jonathan, for having me. My pleasure. So after a childhood of bullying about her weight and being different, Bevan worked hard to learn self-love and resilience. God bless you for doing that. She started Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics for folks of any size who want to experience joy in the body they have today. And we'll talk more at the end about the different packages she has for you to participate but tell me, Bevan, how did you get started with this? When did it, when did it start and what motivated you? Um, the idea came in 2016 and I started teaching the class in 2017. Um, I moved to Los Angeles uh, with my ex-fiance. Uh, I had been an attorney in New York City and oh. knew that moving away meant I was leaving behind my practice. I had my own firm and I was leaving kind of behind that whole career because I knew I wasn't going to take the bar again. Mm-hmm. Being an attorney made me chronically ill and both mentally and physically I think you may not know this, but attorneys have four times the national rate of suicide. Yeah, I I have friends who are attorneys and I hear pretty universal, um, (laughs) pretty universal challenges. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Nobody ever asked me, how do you want to live? They asked me, what do you want to do? And so I ended up being a lawyer because a lot of people told me I should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I moved to L.A., I was just getting my bearings, trying to figure out how I was going to start over in my career. And I was taking aerobics classes that were supposed to be all levels and um, enjoying them, but also recognizing that, you know, I've been a person in excellent health other than um, what law did to my body. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know the concept concept of health at every size is science. Um, But when people say things are all levels and I go to the class, I can tell that it's not really for all levels because the instructor isn't really being mindful of everyone's capacity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of fitness instructors start out as athletes or dancers. And that's not where I came from. I just literally loved aerobics as a kid and 
it was sad because a lot of exercise was used as punishment for me, mm-hmm. uh, or that's what it felt like. But I think what I realize now as someone who has created an aerobics class and really loves to do it is that I'm just really picky about how I like to move my body because it's part of the genius I'm supposed to bring to the world. Like something very specific. Like, I think I've noticed this with a lot of other people who have specific gifts. Like you just kind of know what you like and you know what you want to do. And I was just in these aerobics classes thinking, gosh, we could do this. We could do that. The lighting could be better. Like what we should have chairs available for people. And just that kind of curiosity, I just followed it. And I'm so glad I did because this has just been one of the greatest gifts I've ever received is figuring out the thing I was supposed to do that I didn't ever explore because I just went to law school. (laughs) Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you took this time out to do it. So you mentioned before that when you go to a fitness class um, and it's for all levels, you made a comment that the instructors are really not gearing this for all levels. Tell me what you mean and what was it they weren't providing that you wanted to provide for other people? I mean, one thing that people say a lot is the word modification. And I want to challenge folks out there who are fitness instructors, just use the term variation. There's no right way to do something. If someone's moving their body, that's the movement their body needs, right? Like it's so interesting how we have this one size fits all approach to fitness, movement, body size. When in fact, if you look around at actual human diversity, people move differently and people know their bodies. And if you trust your clients to know their bodies and give them different options with how to move or, or how to take things down a notch or up a notch, and even just the minimum of like providing a sturdy chair for folks who might need to sit or take a break at so many folks, I mean, it's not just fat folks. It's like folks recovering from injuries or folks who like haven't moved in a long time. I know lots of thin folks who are not in great health and don't have good movement because of lack of lifestyle. Right. But there's so much stigma in our society about fat people. Um, But it's really, it's none of this is one size fits all. It's really just about expanding your compassion and your understanding for who's really on the dance floor with you. Mm-hmm. And what kind of um, modifications? Now, no, you used a different word. What was variation. You, what kind of variations do you provide in your Zoom classes that take into account people's weight? Um, it's not even taking into account weight. It's really about mobility and stamina. Um, okay. And because there's a lot of fat. I mean, I have a lot of stamina for a fat person. You know, like. But that's because I move a lot every week intentionally because it's how I feel healthy and vibrant. And uh, one of my favorite variations to give is to just use the arms or just use the legs. If I'm teaching a full movement, just do the arms or just do the legs. It really does help a lot. Um, Or to give people an instruction to just hold on to a sturdy chair. Some variations is like you might want to do this stretch this way or maybe you want to do it in this way. Just like giving a few options and then also I have some rules for my aerobics class. And the first rule is there's no wrong way to do fat kid dance party. If you're here and you're moving, you're doing it right. And I just want people to feel free to just be and minimum participation is just showing up and cheering along because cheering actually has incredible health benefits. So I've had clients who show up on a migraine day, just laying down, cheering along, and they still get something out of class. Wow, that's great. Yes. Yeah, so it really all levels of participation are encouraged by you. Yes. And do, do you find that when people first come to class, they're kind of holding back and a little bit shy and does it take a while for them to get used to what's going on? Absolutely. It's been true um, in person and online when I've taught class. 
But one thing that I love and my true measure of success in the class is that people leave class looking joyful and smiling. That's Mm -hmm. my work product. I do not care about whether someone loses weight or changes the shape of their body. I've seen so much happen for people because of their regular attendance. Mm. And it really has to do, I think, more with the emotional release and the healing from just showing up and being in an environment that honors your body as whole and complete exactly as it is. Mm -hmm. And tell me, what are some of the outcomes that you feel people walk away with if it's not losing weight? What are some other goals that might be uh, people might come for levels of enjoyment or just feeling healthier? Share with us some of those benefits that people get from attending your class regularly. Um, I've had attendees who have never danced in public before start dancing in my class and then go to a wedding and dance in Mm -hmm. public for the first time outside of class. That to me was really tremendous. Mm -hmm. I've seen people develop more body trust and coordination. Um, It's funny. A lot of people like to say I'm not coordinated, but actually I learned this in my group exercise training. Coordination is just something you learn. It's something that you just learn more body trust and do it more frequently and you become more coordinated. It's not some like thing that you're born with, like rhythm or something like that, right? Got it. So this is like going to the gym and using any other muscle, you start small and you know, you work up to something. Absolutely. And I've seen people who've had gender journeys that come through my class who like kind of realize more of who they are, people whose style starts to evolve because they're getting more confident, just like expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's incredibly personal what people get out of class. And typically, I don't think it's what they expect. It's just what's coming through as they take time for an hour a week to just drop into connecting to themselves, connecting to their body and releasing the worries about what the outside world is judging them about. Right. And you've been doing now, you said you started this in LA in person, and then you moved online. Tell us about that journey. Um, So in 2017, I started teaching this class. Um, I had a video about my class go viral in the summer. um, And that kind of proved to me that the proof of concept that people out there really wanted um, this class where they were. Uh, So I crowdfunded and was able to create a workout video series so anyone could have it at home. And that's available at factedanceparty.com. And once I created that workout video series, I started touring class. So in 2018, I was lucky enough to be on the road so much that I would forget where I was <laughs> whenever oh, I was on the road. It's like one of those. I know any of anybody out there who's traveled a lot for business kind of knows that sense of like, I was in DC and I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, airport. Where am I? Oh yeah. Um, and so like I was touring it a lot. I loved it. I love getting to meet people. And, um, and that truly was some of the best uh, times I've had in class, just getting to go places and, um, adapt and explore different places to teach class. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, I really wanted to move more towards a digital lifestyle and be more of a digital nomad. Um, And ironically, it ultimately happened that I lost all the spaces I was teaching it in LA. And I was like trying to figure out what am I going to do? And then I ended up moving up north to Washington, where I live uh, rurally in the forest. I lived in New York mm. City and LA and now the forest. And okay. <laughs> that's in time for the pandemic. It all kind of worked out well because I was like, I really need to reduce my life expenses so that I can focus on making this online aerobics a thing that can really happen. Right. And so just in time for a pandemic. And this is, and this is really your full-time business. 
It really is. I think I do the jobs of about six people. Um, and I'm like, there's really like a sacrifice period when you're kind of throwing every, the, the entrepreneurial journey is like jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. That's right. That's kind of what I've been doing. And I'm just so grateful. I've never felt more fulfilled. I've never been healthier physically, mentally, spiritually. And mm. I am just, this is what I want to do till I die. I want to peak at 99, like Betty White on the cover of People Magazine. God bless and her. Yep. I'll be teaching aerobics, right? Because I love <laughs> it. That's what I'm here to do. Uh-huh. And how, how did you, you said you've liked aerobics since you were a child. How, what was it you enjoyed? How did you get into this? Have you had training? Um, so I did get a group exercise certificate, um, when I started this, cause I was like, well, I need something to, to know how to do this. Um, mm -hmm. so I had that training, but honestly, like every time I was going through a hard time in my life, I would turn to some, like I, this dates me, but VHS tape, right. Um, of aerobics classes. And, um, I never realized it until I was reverse engineering my life and thinking about aerobics throughout my life. And I'm like, wow, it's the only thing I've ever really liked doing movement wise. I don't like running. Um, mm -hmm. right. Like, I mean, good, good on you. If you love running, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's just interesting. Like, as I think back to, I don't like gym equipment. I find it boring, you know, like I just like stuff that's fun and engaging and in a dance class, things are changing. Like every song is a new adventure. And so, um, it just, and I was in nightlife production, um, in New York city. So I kind of had a lot of party planning experience. Ah. And I was like aerobics is really just a party for an hour where everyone's moving at the same time. Right. That's great. And, and how has it been in terms of the growth of your business since you've taken it online? What, tell, tell us a little bit about some of your, your clients who come. It's slow and steady. Um, what's fun about a lot of my clients now are they're people who I kind of picked up on tour, like who came to a class uh, once or twice in person mm -hmm. and are now coming online. We have a few folks who are newer and just kind of like heard about it. It's really interesting how many people come who heard about it a long time ago and are finally just like taking the steps to, to show up. Um, mm -hmm. But I have a really great crowd of regulars. That's anyone who comes to my class more than once. I call them a regular. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, um, but I have a great crowd of regulars and it's really interesting. I learned this actually from church startups, but um, a regular attender of church only shows up once a month. Isn't mm. that interesting? So like, mm. I, and I also really love the meditation practice of just beginning again. And that's really the, the culture I try to create is that people are always welcome to come back. People are always welcome to show up in the first place that you're, you already belong at Fat Kid Dance Party. Um, and I, I really call it um, helping leaders get free in their minds and bodies because it takes so much self-leadership to show up to a movement class. Mm -hmm. I, about 90% of the people who tell me they're going to show up, don't show up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it's really just so much leadership to stay accountable to yourself and show up for your own self-care. Bevan, do you have people working with you or do you do this all alone? I do this all alone. Well, I have an ASL interpreter. So I, I have someone that I pay to come in on Saturdays and interpret for deaf uh, patrons. Oh, and okay. Like into what, Spanish or... Not Spanish in ASL, like American Sign Language. Oh, American Sign Language. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's, great. it's really fun. It was like always a dream of mine to have an interpreter. And then an old friend um, got her, got their certificate. And so I was like, hey, Ruth, you want to <laughs> interpret my class? So technically, that's someone I paid to be there. But um, everything else I do by myself, 
Um, I, I am excited to scale uh, when that is, when the business is ready for that to have a couple people, um, someone to help me manage community. Cause I think that's one of the most important things in mm-hmm. aerobics is managing community and helping people stay engaged mm-hmm. um, and then marketing. But yeah. um, in the meantime, it's a one person operation and I work really hard. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Um, so let me ask a question. You, you seem very extroverted. Like you just seem you know, very comfortable getting out there, talking with people. If I am kind of shy or as you mentioned before, ashamed of my body, I, you know, really kind of iffy about, you know, coming into this environment um, to do things I haven't done before. How do you, how do people start feeling comfortable? What role do you play or do you not? You just say, hey, come on in, start. What's that process? Okay. So I'm glad I seem like an extrovert. I'm actually an ambivert. Um, extroversion and introversion is really just about how you recharge. Um, I know yes. a lot of introverts who are actually really good with people, really good on stage, but it's just about being mindful about how you recharge. Um, I am great on stage. I am actively working on my social anxiety and my people skills. So mm. I love that you are connecting with me in that way. Mm. Um, it's so funny. I'm like, put me in front of 5,000 people on a microphone, I'm great. Put me uh, in one-on-one, I'm great. But like, get me into a party where I don't know anybody and I freeze and I feel awkward. And so rule number two for Fat Kid Dance Party is if you feel awkward at any moment, you can holler out, I feel awkward and everyone will cheer for you. And (laughs) I feel like, right? Because when you're awkward, you're out of your comfort zone, you're doing something new and that's where life begins. And so I encourage people to practice it at aerobics where it doesn't matter if you get the moves right so that they can take it into the real world where everything they want is on the other side of your comfort zone. And you just got to expand a little bit. I like to think about kids because kids are uncomfortable all the time. They're constantly learning new things. Every year they go up to another grade. They have more challenges, but kids also spend the rest of their time playing and resting. And Mm -hmm. that is really like a myth that we have that once you get through college and you get a career, you're done growing and changing. Um, And that actually, I think, creates a lot of anxiety and depression in a lot of folks. And I found as I challenge myself and I continue to grow and get out of my awkwardness and or just acknowledge it and keep moving forward anyway, um, I have really done a lot to expand and improve my mental health. Good. That's wonderful. We will be back in just a moment to find out more about Bevan's background and how she got into this. So stay with us. I'm so glad you're here. Jonathan Marks here with Go to Health. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we, and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In, with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves 
Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Go to Health. This is Jonathan Marks. We're here today talking with Bevan. She doesn't use the last name. It's just Bevan. And her website is fatkiddanceparty.com. And she puts on live Zoom aerobic classes every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you can find out the pricing for her products and, and services at fatkiddanceparty.com. Bevan, I wanted to find out more about your background and, and your path to getting here and some of the experiences you had. Can, so can you share with us, um, you, you mentioned in your introduction that you had a lot of bullying about your weight and being different. Can you share some of that experience with us? Oh, absolutely. Jonathan, thanks again for having me. This is such a fun conversation. My pleasure. Um, So when I knew that my body was a problem when I was five years old, um, and it was interesting that all the adults around me were just constantly talking about my body and constantly kind of blaming each other uh, for, Mm. I had divorced parents and grandparents who were sticking noses in and um, none of whom were like particularly emotionally uh, nurturing to me in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you grow up believing that your body, the only one you're ever going to have is a site of failure and has Mm. let down all the people that matter to you in your life. That is a burden. I don't think any child should have to bear. Um, I also very specifically talk about this kind of stuff and being put on Weight Watchers at age eight um, as a form of child abuse. And that's what I believe. Um, I still love my caregivers, right? I know they were all doing the very best they could. Um, I know specifically my mom just didn't want me to grow up in a fat phobic society being fat. She didn't want me to live like that. Um, It's also interesting too, that she's, uh, she is gay herself, but didn't necessarily want that life for me either. Mm. Um, And then I ended up being queer. So what are you going to (laughs) do? If there's a gay gene, I'm a little bit nature, a little bit nurture. Um, Anyway, but uh, growing up, like kids were mean to me about my weight. But also, I think what was interesting is I always thought it was about my weight, but I really do think it was because I'm like stylish and flamboyant. And Mm. 
I can remember how I felt about myself when I look at pictures, but now with like my grown up discernment, I can see, wow, I was killing it and I was trying, you know what I mean? Like I was like flamboyant and just doing the best I could with limited resources. They don't really make a lot of stylish clothes for fat folks and certainly weren't in the nineties. Right. Um, And it was just, it was one of those things where like the bullies get into your head and then it becomes the voice that you play to yourself. Most of us have like an inner voice, especially an inner critic. Um, I like to call it the a-hole that lives in your brain. Um, And that inner critic is generally the voice of a caregiver from when you were growing up. Um, And if you didn't have nurturing and kind caregivers, you're probably not naturally nurturing and compassionate to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was 19 years old, I reached a breaking point where I realized I was like, I just got to stop hating myself so much. And I didn't really know what to do. But the first thing I did was turn to dance aerobics. It's so interesting that like I knew instinctively this makes me feel a little happier. So why don't I do this? And so I was motivated to move um, where so much of my life had been movement was around punishment for having a fat body. But I was motivated to move mostly just to feel better. And like, why not? Right. Like movement helps us create serotonin, which helps life be more bearable. And I think a lot of us like get into this cycle of shame around, I should move out, move my body. I should lose weight because I, I, I'm going to feel better. You can feel better regardless of whether you lose weight. You can just feel better. That can be enough. And Mm. it's really interesting. We have this microwave society that wants like, I mean, only in America do we have fast food restaurants and fat fast weight loss clinics. Um, And like, none of it is really a permanent solution. 97% of diets fail within two years. People tend to gain back more than they lost. Um, Mm -hmm. And any industry that was based on a 97% failure rate probably wouldn't sustain. But for some reason, the diet industry is a $72 billion industry. Mm. And it was all of that where I just like, I realized when I was 22 years old that, that fat was stigmatized that it was just the idea of body currency, which is just that different bodies have value based on arbitrary privileges and oppression. So like older bodies are stigmatized and everyone's literally aging. Um, Bodies are only temporarily able-bodied. I think any one of us who's had like a broken leg kind of understands that that's, you know, life is different when you have different access needs. Mm -hmm. And it's just fascinating to me how much people are willing to buy into this system that is designed for all of us to fail. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can just choose not to believe in it anymore. You can just choose to assume the approach that all bodies are good bodies and all bodies are what you have to work with. Wow. That's, that's, that's a brilliant gift that you have that you've acquired and that you have to share. I'm curious though, how you got past the, the 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 bullies who would make fun of you of, of your you know about your weight or maybe being flamboyant also your mom really not wanting you to be fat and really trying to change that how did you get past all that negative you know uh, non nurturing um, input that you would get to become the person you are so out there and going and supportive what transformation did you go through. Um, So it was from that decision when I was 19 to just stop hating myself. It was just one little decision at a time, little choices I made in my life about who I was going to be influenced by, who I was going to receive information about my body. I kind of fell into the right group of friends when I was 22 who uh, really just opened my mind to, I finally met fat people who love themselves. I hadn't met a single fat person who loved themselves or loved their bodies until I was 22 years old. And that Mm. changed my life. And then I was just like, 
things have got to change. I started doing a strategy called fake it till you make it, which Mm -hmm. was like, I didn't really feel confident in my body. I didn't feel confident in the clothes I was wearing, but I knew I liked that dress and I was just going to wear it anyway, you know? And like, I I had to get over the shame around having fat arms, which I do not understand why arm flab is such a thing that people like literally everyone has arm flab. They wiggle like it's part of your like every human body has jiggle. It's like how we heal. We move this 80 percent water meat sack around. You know, we need to move it around. Um, and it's so interesting how like it's all stigmatized and it makes you not want to move. So I just started defying those, those beliefs I had one at a time and just questioned reality, questioned reality. Like, is this really something I believe? And as I've gotten older and more rooted in who I am and my values, I care less and less what other small-minded people think. A lot of people who are average want to uh, critique things they don't understand because it makes it easier for them rather than deal with the own, the shame that they have about their bodies. Like people put down other people's bodies to make themselves feel better. And it's Mm -hmm. a hollow thing that doesn't work and just shows me that they're themselves dealing with an inner critic that is probably way meaner than mine. And mine is like, I've, you know, you do thought work one thought at a time and you think like, thousands of thoughts a day. So it's a lot of opportunities to just pause and reflect. Like, is this how I want to think? The -hmm. first thought you have is not, uh, it it is not in your control, but that second, third and subsequent thought, those are all within your control. And Mm -hmm. I think having a meditation practice that I've developed in the last 11 years has really helped with that too. Cause I got to I was 30 years old. I loved my body, but like I did not, I wasn't treating myself with compassion, love or care. And I didn't realize that thought life was actually part of getting free from like all these ideas. And so I've been working really hard at that. And it takes a long time. It's like if you had a polluted pool with like purple dye and you wanted to get it clear again, it would just be adding, like just being paying attention to what's coming into the pool. Right. And like adding the clear water bit by bit. The solution to pollution is dilution. I'm sorry. Say that again. The solution to pollution is dilution. Yes. Wow. You, boy, you've got a lot of great wisdom coming out of there. That's wonderful. So <laughs> le- let me let me re- repeat some of the lessons because I think they're they're worth repeating. The first thing that you said was to hang out with people that were good to be around. Yep. And that's that really changed your life in your early 20s when you found fat people who loved their bodies, loved themselves. And that was a whole new perspective for you. Yes. So it really the first step is, well, the first step you mentioned anyways, doesn't have to be in an order, but really finding a support group where you feel nurtured. Yes, absolutely. You need to find at least one or two places where you feel like you fundamentally belong. And it's a human need, actually, a physiological need to belong and to have connection. And there are so few places that are unconditionally loving. And but I think thank goodness for Dr. Brene Brown, who has taught us Mm -hmm. so much about creating communities like that. And when you have one or two communities where you really feel like you belong, you can bring that feeling into every other environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really quite extraordinary what association can do to how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. And then the second thing you talked about, which is also really important, is managing your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and you talked about the first thought that you have, you ne- don't necessarily control because it's just kind of like your brain automatically doing it, but you have control and responsibility over all the other things that come after that. Yes, absolutely. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about how you got control over that. 
meditation practice. I, mm-hmm. I have to say it's like a hundred percent that when I first started meditating, I was like, this is bananas. Why do people do this? Um, and it was because like, I had no control over my thoughts and I had never tried before. Right. But like the first time you try something, like the first time you tried to walk, you fell down, but you kept going. Cause you, it was an outcome you wanted to be able to walk across the room or whatever your toddler brain wanted. Um, and so the same thing is true with thought life. Like you're going to suck at it for a long time. And there's no real way to suck at meditation. If you try, you're doing it. And the more <laughs> you get into that meditation practice and it's a practice. You got to show up for it every day. I'm now like meditating three times a day sometimes just to like center myself, come back to who I really am and like control my breath. Right. And like, there's so little we have control over in this world anymore. Um, Jonathan, I don't know if you know about the COVID-19 pandemic, but I think it's. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I do. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But like, Right. Like there's just so much that's out of our control, but our thought life is something we can control. And when you get meditation teaches two things, it teaches you how to be the observer of your thoughts. So like this, the sky is not the clouds, right? The clouds are the thoughts going by. So you just like get used to like, I'm grabbing this cloud. Oh, I'm releasing the cloud. I'm grabbing, I'm releasing it. Right. And also what meditation does is it just helps you, um, really just stay who you really are and discover who you really are and open Mm -hmm. up like the being aware of, I don't think this was my idea, right? I think this is my idea. And you just become the observer and and becoming willing to begin again. I think that's the best lesson in meditation. Every time you have a thought, you just stop and you begin again. And it's so loving and it's such a loving, compassionate practice that the more you do it, the more it just becomes the thing that you default to rather than the berating thought patterns that could, I, when I berated myself, I could berate myself about the same thing for weeks again sure. and again, but in fighting with myself about some dumb thing I did. And now I laugh at myself and I release it. Good for you. What, what is What do you do in your meditation when you like an annoying thought or a negative thought comes in? How do you handle that? Um, I just breathe and begin again. Sometimes I use a mantra Uh, Mm -hmm. These days, I just usually have a, I use the insight timer on, it's a free app. And so usually I just kind of focus back on the white noise or whatever, like little doobie, 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 Mm -hmm. whatever, Uh, right? Like I just focus back onto the noise rather than the noise in my thoughts. Got it. And when you meditate, how long is your meditation session? How long do you sit for? Ideally 11 minutes. Um, Sometimes a 22 minute, sometimes an hour. Um, but now that I'm doing it more frequently, I, I can even just do like a, a one to five minute in the middle of the day. But like yeah. that act of coming back to center, I don't I got inspired by the book Switch on Your Brain um, to hmm. do by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Really good. Um, she she talks about this concept of directed mental rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading it and I was like, I think she just means meditation. <laughs> mm-hmm. so like, I just was like, okay, in the afternoon, like, let me just have some directed mental rest so that I can kind of rest in the grind a little bit more rather than grinding. Cause I think like we have this hustle culture, um, where you're supposed to just work, 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 work. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you mm-hmm. could, I could work forever and never get everything done. Mm-hmm. So I have to really prioritize and really pay attention to what my capacity is and like, honor my body because my body is the instrument by which I get to do this sacred work. So that's wonderful. I know one of the, if you don't mind my sharing, one of the yeah. uh, little tricks I learned that works for me is um, when I have, you know, thoughts intruding that shouldn't be there. I imagine that I'm sitting next to a stream 
and I put that thought in the stream and it goes down the stream and then it goes over a waterfall out of my consciousness. But if I'm thinking about if some, you know, some about something I care about or somebody I love that I don't want to go over the waterfall, I just imagine that person putting that in the stream and then going into my heart. Um, so in either way, um, it's kind of I'm handling it, but it's it, I'm allowing it to go someplace else other than my conscious thinking. And yeah. um, it just helps me to stay focused on really trying to be not focused. <laughs> Absolutely. Jonathan, how long are your meditations? Oh, I can only do it. I'm, I'm a pretty uh, hyperactive guy. I can sit still for maybe 15 minutes max. And um, yeah, so, but, but I like what you were saying about 10 or 11 minutes, you know, that's, that's a break, you know, that's like a, that's like a coffee break. Instead of having to go, going to have that coffee, you sit down and just be with yourself. And as you said before, give yourself a little mental rest. Yeah. Um, And it really is centering. It puts you in a different place. When you come out of it, you're in a different place from when you came in. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Where, where do you, where, how do you come out of a meditation? I don't know. I was, uh, it, sometimes actually, I'll be honest, my first meditation of the day, that first morning, it's the first thing I do in the morning. I, I'll let myself come out early. If I feel like if I like open the eyes and I'm just like popping around, I'll just end it early. But any meditation is a good amount of meditation. And again, mm-hmm. I like myself the ease of not stressing out about not getting it right, you know? Right. Right. Good. So we're um, just about at a break. I wanted to ask you one more question, Bevan. Um, how are you find? How do your participants find participating in a live Zoom class rather than being in person? Oh, great question. Uh, I think that you know what I've never actually asked them that, so I don't know that I can speak for them, but I can guess that in many ways it's awesome because they don't have to go anywhere. Like a lot of times when I was trying to go to in-person classes, I wouldn't go because it was just a hassle to get there. It was two bus to get to my YMCA when I lived in Brooklyn, right? Like it's one of those things where like having less barriers to participation, Atomic Habits talks about this, like the less points of friction there are, the more someone will do it. So Mm. if they're just showing up to their living room and they can do it in their pajamas, somehow I think that's an easier thing than like getting dressed up, sitting in traffic, showing up to class, dressing out about being on time. And I also want to say this, you never have to be on time for my class. If you're late, you're welcome. If you're early, you're welcome. We dance for about 10 minutes before we even start just like hanging out, getting studio. Like I always like to give people a chance to get in, get set up, get their equipment going. I myself like to come in early to get set up even in an in-person class. So I think like, and then also like they can pop out um, right at the end, or we hang out and do a self-care check-in um, in these mm-hmm. Zoom times. And I found it actually, I have a more intentional and connected relationship with my regulars than ever before, because we have this intentional time where we sit down for about a half an hour after class and just visit and hear about how people are, I call it sharing your self-care wins. So the uh-huh. different self-care that they did uh, mm-hmm. that they're proud of for the week. And it's a good reminder of all the different ways there are to self-care because there's infinite amounts of ways to care for ourselves. Absolutely. Good. So we're talking with Bevan. She has the website fatkiddanceparty.com where all are welcome. She has live Zoom aerobic classes every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we will be back after these messages. Stay tuned because we're going to talk more about Bevan's services. 
Hang in there. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD, using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we, and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In, with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, we're back. This is Jonathan Marks, Go to Health, and we are talking today with Bevan, who runs Fat Kid Dance Party at fatkiddanceparty.com. And Bevan, I'd like you to share with us, if I attend one of these hour-long workout sessions on a Saturday morning, um, what's the process? How, what, what happens? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on Zoom. I, you know, I'm coming into the Zoom uh, pre, you know, into the Zoom room. And so what happens for me? Okay, so I love this question. And I actually even have a blog post at FatKidDanceParty.com just explaining this is exactly what happens in a Zoom class. Because I think it helps take down the barrier to participation that people have their nervousness for the first time. They just want to know what to expect, right? Yeah. So the first thing, um, for the first 10 minutes before class is even started, um, 10.50 Pacific time, I get on the Zoom I'm setting up my equipment. Other people are getting on setting up, like clearing their space to dance and things like that. I play some dance music so you can just dance and pre-party, whatever you want to do. 
Um, typically, if you're a, if you're a regular, I'll greet you once I see you pop on the screen. If you're new, I'll greet you and probably ask you where you're zooming in from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get started. The class begins. Usually, if there's new folks, I'll begin by telling the rules ahead of time, which I've already shared a couple. The first rule, there's no wrong way to do Fat Kid Dance Party. If you're here and you're moving, you're doing it right. Right. Rule, rule number two, if you felt awkward, just say, I feel awkward and everyone will cheer for you. Um, rule number three is if you want to sing along, go ahead. And if you can't sing, sing loud. And when I, in, <laughs> when I give people instructions to say something out loud, I want to challenge them to just do it because our thoughts are so powerful, but our words that we speak are 10 times more powerful than our thoughts. Our body mm-hmm. just hears it as truth. And so I have a few strategic things I'll have you say in the middle of class and it helps all part of the medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and rule number four is we high five for self-care. So if you get a drink of water, you get a high five. If you're feeling the moves, high five. Everybody gets a high five just for showing up because showing up is the hardest part of working out. You already did that part. Um, and then we get started doing some stretches. Um, it's usually about 10 minutes of stretching, but some classes I end up doing a longer stretch depending on what I'm feeling. Um, my playlist is different for every class, but they kind of roughly go in this order. After the stretching, I'll do a longer bit of choreography that might go over like two or three uh, songs. So people can just kind of learn it one, one move at a time. Um, I have a real, my mom was a math teacher and I think I learned a lot about teaching from her, which mm. is kind of ironic. I never thought I'd do what my mom does. And I certainly am not a high school math teacher, but I am a teacher and I know a lot about how people learn. So I like the process of just learning one move after another and building on it. And then in the middle of class, we do some, uh, some release moves, some, uh, some shaking out and just uh, releasing of what's not serving us anymore. Uh, then we'll do a line dance, uh, which is an interesting thing to do on zoom, but it actually is kind of fun. Anyway, I miss, this is the thing I miss most about in-person classes is line dancing with people. Uh, I love line dancing and I like get so I have in, in the past gotten so like, you know, foot tied, tongue tied, I don't know, whatever the body equivalent of foot tied is, uh, or tongue tied is. And I, love doing line dances in class because we learn it on one song and then we do it on the second song, um, four walls. Um, so we'll do a line dance, typically something you might find in the real world, um, that, you know, I feel like people want to learn, but there's a couple I've made up myself. And then after that, we do a few one-off songs. So like classic dance aerobics type stuff where we're just doing one song with some moves and then uh, a little different. I love music from all genres and all decades. And you'd be surprised how much nostalgia I can pack into one hour. Um, <laughs> and then we close it down with a wind down song, something a little slower. Um, and then that's after class. We gather up, we do a group picture. I don't record the class at all. So the class is just, it just exists in the time that it exists and it goes away. But I do take a class picture, which I used to do in person. So it's kind of fun to just have this record of how each class is different because it's always a different group of people and it's so special and sacred. Um, and then we do our self-care check-in. So that's a whole Zoom class. Great. And, and the self-care check-in goes on how long after the hour? About a half an hour. It's usually okay. wrapped up by 1230. Right. And so that's completely um, you know, voluntary if people want to stay for that. But tell me what the benefits are of staying for that. 
I think, uh, well, first of all, community. Um, if you haven't read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, it's such a good book. It's been on, it's a New York Times bestseller for many reasons. Um, and one of the things he talks about in terms of healing the body from trauma is community and doing group things like choirs and dance classes and yoga classes where you're running into the same people. It's developing community. It's again, that, that sense of community belonging that we need and crave as humans. Mm. Um, and so I think that first and foremost, just getting to know people, making friends. Uh, we also have a, a discord server for folks to like, it's like a little um, chat room type place where you leave messages and pictures and um, stuff like that. So that it's, I call it our virtual locker room. So folks can like make real life friends. Mm -hmm. um, and I also would say like, I have learned a lot about self-care from what other people are kind of like, what's, what was my struggle this week and how did I overcome it? How did mm -hmm. I commit and stay committed to this self-care practice? And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes self-care is just like staying in bed, you know, sometimes self-care is saying no to plans that don't feel like full alignment. Um, so yes. it's really, sometimes self-care is just showing up to class, which was an extra barrier that week. Right. So it's really been great to learn about that, uh, from people. And if folks out there are intimidated about showing up to a zoom, I offer on-demand classes. Um, I have, I film a class every week. I used to film it when I was on tour, but now that I don't tour anymore and I don't teach in person, I film in the woods. I just hike my equipment out into the middle of the woods and I record a class and I upload it every week to my on-demand membership. Oh, and wow. yeah, so it's been really fun because I teach, I teach the same kind of class I do on a Zoom aerobics class, but there's a 10 minute class, a 20 minute class, two 55 minute classes, a chair aerobics class and a can size class, which is slower, more repetitive choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience. Mm -hmm. um, I know CBD or THC or just nothing if you want to do a slower class. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and what's the pricing on the what what what's the pricing on these different kinds of classes or is there a membership or what's the drop in rate tell us about the pricing okay so the drop in rate for a zoom class is $15 um the membership uh, with all those on demand videos includes all the zoom aerobics classes and that's 25 bucks a month oh. um and it's all provided, there's a link at fatkiddanceparty.com, but it's all provided through Patreon, which I found to be such a good, easy membership site um, to support uh, this work. And um, and there's a lower tier, $7 a month if you just want the Zoom aerobics, which, you know, is a bargain for the first class. So sure. it's a great, and it's a great way to sustain it. Um, honestly, it's the memberships at the on-demand level, the $25 a month is why I'm able to do this as my job because mm -hmm. Really, like, I just feel so honored that people can include me in their self-care and believe in me and support me and um, just grateful to have figured this out. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, I can tell just from talking with you, uh, you're a very motivational personality. Um, and I think a really a, a, a wonderful leader, uh, you know, setting great examples for how to be healthy in your, in, you know, in your head and also in your body. You just have, you have it going on. Thank you. Go to health. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have an aerobics video series. I talked about this earlier. Um, and that is 42 bucks for the whole series. You can listen to it a million times. Um, it has really great music uh, that was all donated by people who believed in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny because like the one song that I would have wanted to pick Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Um, I sat down at a Shabbat dinner next to the person who worked at the record company that managed the rights for that song. So mm. the fact that I managed to just like sync up in that way, it was just so beshared and wow. like, 
It was, it was really cool. So I'm so grateful for that production. My cousin is a cinematographer and um, she was working on Grey's Anatomy at the time and borrowed the lenses from Grey's Anatomy for oh, my wow. dude. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful workout video. And it also shows you like I filmed it in 2018, an incredible cast um, and the class evolves. So if you go to a Zoom class, it's going to be a little different than what's on the workout video series. But that's a great place to start if you're like a little intimidated by um commitment to a membership or if you're intimidated by like showing up live um, mm-hmm. with people. But um, I really just love getting to teach the class. And I think as soon as you get in any dance floor with me, you're going to realize how fun it is and <laughs> accepted and loved you already are. That's great. Now, are you doing live classes at all in Washington? Um, no, not right now. Um, I did one live class at a camping trip in October, which I filmed for my membership. Um, but I like will only do anything outside and this time of year is just not for that. Yeah, and, right. Not, so, not where you live. That's for sure. Not where I live. <laughs> in my heart, in my heart, like this explodes. I do. I like sell 118,000 videos overnight. And then I can buy a little RV where I can safely travel to outdoor places in the spring and summer, which I would love to be able to do. Right. Um, or get a private plane, whatever I can do so that do I'm you, not at risk for this. Do you do, you do uh, uh, or do you have in mind that you want to do retreats? Um, I did a retreat once and it was kind of a disaster and I now love getting brought into other people's retreats where everyone else does all the work and I just show up and teach aerobics. Um, (laughs) So I teach at the glowing goddess getaway is a women's self-care cannabis retreat. And I have taught, I got to go to four of them in 2019 and we have a really great online community actually now because we can't meet in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, that, it's exactly what I want. I don't want to have to deal with the logistics of retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized logistics were really the reason why my retreat, my, the, the aerobics were great. Everything else was just like trying to figure it out and treat usually not sure. the best. Sure. So, <laughs> so now that you've been doing this for a while, what does this do for you? Well, I'm the founder, but I'm also a client. Like it helps me get right back to who I really am. I think I spent a long time as a child being miserable and that is not who I am. I am actually a pretty cheerful, optimistic person by nature mm-hmm. and aerobics really helps me tap into that. Um, it can help me like, especially when my anxiety spikes, um, it can help me just transform how I feel. Um, even just doing 20 minutes, I think 20 minutes is the magic number. Um, give me, give me 10 minutes and I'll change your day, even with one of my 10 minute classes, but like Uh 20 minutes, I really think like really gets all the juices flowing and gets me back into alignment. And that's really like, I mean, that's what meditation's for, um, and what the class says, but it's also interesting. It's helped me a lot with my body trust. Um, when you grow up fat, you kind of don't trust your body. It feels like an enemy. It feels like your failure. Right. And so the more I move my body and the more I work on my coordination, um, it just, I mean, even just walking in the forest every day and like spinning around a lot, like I like to twirl, it helps me stay balanced. It's really been interesting. Like just the practice has really grounded me in my body. And like, I thought I loved my body when I was 30 and I did not really uh come into full trust with it until i was in my 40s mm-hmm. and it, tell me what it is that you feel when you're doing this for yourself and what is it that you feel when you're helping to improve other people's lives or the quality of their lives what does that do for you it is my motivation in life i am not money motivated um if i was money motivated i'd still be a lawyer Mm -hmm. Um, 
I am really service motivated. I really care about making the world better. I have always, as soon as I met those fat people who love themselves, I was like, I got to share this with other people. I got to help people. And like, it's, I, I share my personal narrative. I have my own podcast um, where I talk to my friends and connect with people um, who are living as happy, successful adults in lots of different ways. Because I grew up with this belief that there was only one way to be happy and successful, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one size fits all. It's one size fits you. So you got to figure out like what your definition of success is. And for me, having an impact on people's quality of life and helping them figure out how to make their life worth living, that is everything to me. And I feel so grateful that that's what I get to do for a living. Mm, That's wonderful. Boy, you've come up with so many wonderful tidbits or pearls to take away. It's not one size fits all at once. It's one size fits you. And you got to figure out what that one size is. Yep. One of the most important things you'll do is define success for yourself. Great. Oh, God, I love this. This is wonderful. This is so, you know, Bevan, what you are teaching is so universal. Uh, for everybody. It doesn't matter what size or shape your body's in, you know, what you're teaching psychologically is so, so brilliant and so helpful to uh, the rest of the world. So I I hope you have tremendous success and get your message out there. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me, Jonathan. And I really appreciate you. And I hope everyone out there goes to health. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So so we've been talking with Bevan. She is the founder and the owner of FatKidDancePartyDotcom, which is where I encourage you to go. She has live Zoom aerobics classes every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Very reasonable rates, $15 a ticket, or you can buy a membership and you can also buy a four-pack video and also on-demand classes. So she's got really a, a nice spread of what you can enjoy for very reasonable pricing. Bevan, thank you again for coming on. I wish you the most success and thank you for sharing your inspiration with us. Thanks, Jonathan. Okay. We'll be back again next week with another show. We've got great guests lined up for January, so stay with us. We're always on at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on seven major podcast networks, and you can also watch us at gotohealthmedia.com. You can watch us in video and you can also uh, sign up, join our email list so that you get reminded of new shows. And we will see you again next week. Take care, everybody. And remember, go to health. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.